All right, guys. So we have a friend of mine who I went to school with, CRNA school out on the West Coast, Justin Martinez. Justin, thank you for coming to the podcast. Glad to be here. Thanks, Danny. So let's just jump right into it. You know, everybody always wonders, always asks, how much is CRNA school? Is it worth it? So I guess that's the question I'm going to have for this podcast. Is CRNA school worth the debt? I would say generally, yes. The answer would be yes. Everybody's situation is a little bit different. Every program can charge a little bit more, a little bit less to get through uh, the, the training. But everybody's situation um, overall usually ends up being uh, a, a good investment. You're going to, generally speaking, you're probably going to generally double what you're making as a bedside nurse. So I think if you can do the math over, you know, however many years you have left in your career, if it's 15, 20 plus years left in your career and you make are making double, then that probably will end up being worth it for you. What price is too much in your opinion? You said it's worth it, but at what price? Well, right now, a lot of the programs seem to be starting right around the 100,000 mark for the two to three, two and a half, three years of, of schooling. So that would probably, if you could stay close to that, I think it's pretty reasonable if you get it. So you think 100,000 is reasonable? I think that's, unfortunately, that's the price that we're having to pay right now. It's just how expensive it's gotten. I was actually having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day, another CRNA. And we were talking about how much is too much. What, what, you know, what was the cutoff? And we got to the price of 150. And you know me, I really don't like that. I tell people all the time, go for free. And they're like, oh, how do you do it? I said, you know, save. If you're going to be working for two to three years, you know, save. Save, save for the tuition. Right. But anyway, the, the, the number was 150. And I had to really sit down and think about it. Now, we both have a couple of years under our belt. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, you know, just doing the numbers, doing the numbers, I think 150 is a lot. Mm-hmm. I still tell people, don't do it at 150. Now, I agreed with my friend, it's worth it at 150. But I tell people, don't do it. And the reason why is because I don't think most of us know what it's like to be in debt for $150,000 student loans. I mean, that's a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think most people are not going to, you know, do what it takes to pay that off, you know, in 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 two to three years, you know, you could pay that off quick, but you're going to have to work, you know, you're going to have to work hard. Mm -hmm. You have to work Mm -hmm. a lot of hours. You're going to be flexible. You're going to, you know, you're going to have to basically live at work, you know, if you want to pay it off. Right. But if that's the type of personality you have or the drive, then go for it. I, de- I think it's worth it. But I be honest with you, I don't think there's many people. People always say, yeah, yeah, you know, I could do it. It's worth the 150. Uh, just, you know, I, I'll, I'll get out there and I, I just want the career and they get it. And then the first thing they do is, you know, like we've seen, right? The first thing you do when you, when you get your career is you go get a fancy place to live. You go get a nice big car, you know, you, the debt starts to build up, right? Then you say, oh, I'm going to pay it all after. Then life starts happening. You start to have a family, this, that, and a third. And then the school debt gets pushed to the back, but it doesn't go anywhere. So I think for most people, I tell them, don't do it. You know, but, you know, every now and then you might find one or two people that's going to come out, that's going to work six to seven days, and that's going to pay it off. But I think right. in general, that's not the case. 
So it's weird for me to say yes and no at the same time, because I know what it's like coming out and not want to work seven days a week. You, you know, that's not a life that you're going to enjoy. So right. my attitude is safe, yeah. spend a little bit more time at the bedside, mm-hmm. bring the tuition down. If, it, if you're looking at 150, bring it down to half. I mean, you can do it. You might have to be flexible as a nurse. You might have to go out and get the higher paying job. You might have to travel. You know, you just might have to do things you don't like to do, but I think it's worth it. Um, so you don't accumulate that much debt. You know, everybody has, everybody's bringing something different to the table, right? So like we know now that some people are taking out over a hundred thousand for the nursing degree. Mm-hmm. You know, if you add that plus the RNA school, plus maybe you didn't go in your home state, you couldn't live at home with your parents. You know, you're looking at three, four hundred thousand dollars in debt for, you know, between both degrees. And no, that's just not a good idea. It's not. You know, we we assume that, you know, when people ask or, you know, we talk about how much is the school worth it, that you have no debt, you know. And then we didn't we didn't talk about if you are going to be at home, if you're going to be paying, you know, you know, you know, paying for, you know, random mortgage when when you're going to school. So I think one fifty for the average person. No. You know, um, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think 150 is would be the top end for sure. I think like you mentioned, you have, you have to factor in, okay, that's just the cost of tuition that doesn't factor in cost of living. And when you're in anesthesia school, you can't work. Like you can try. We've, I've seen. We've seen people try. We've seen people try. I've some, seen people try. Some people, again, is the average person and is that rare, rare, rare person that might have a job, but 99% of those people don't work, right? We don't work. That's just, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. You know, if, yeah. if you could be that one person, have that one friend, I don't, you know, I'm not going to bank my future on that one person who was able to do it. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, did we have anybody? I think people no. did like, maybe yeah, you're right. The answer is no. I mean, we had maybe here and there, somebody did Uber driving, maybe here and there. That you picked know, up a shift here and there, but it wasn't, yeah, yeah. I, I, but it was not even part-time, not even, I don't think it, was. it would be maybe once a week and it was tended to be towards our, maybe like the first semester, but usually by the second semester, people will realize it's just, that, that wasn't a good idea. I, did I tell you, I, we talked about this. I told you I quit that job because of that. Like I, I, I had in my mind, I'm going to do both. And then mm-hmm. as soon as school started. No, actually a month before I was like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fool myself. I quit because I just knew it was too much. And I was right. It was, it was a lot, you know, it was definitely a lot. Yeah. So, okay. So, you know, looking at different tuitions online, we, I've seen, there are some schools that, you know, you can go for free, obviously in the sense that you have some type of connection, you know, usually through the military, something like that. There's other schools that's in the 30 to $40,000 range, but those are usually, or at, let's just say under 50 K. Those are usually the most competitive, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's just hard to get into because everybody across the country wants to get in. So those schools right. see, you know, every year they see like tenfolds applications every year. It's competitive to get into those schools. Um, not to say it's not a competitive to get into schools that are 100, 150K. Those are competitive too. Um, but mm-hmm. just like, for example, our program, we didn't, I think, did we, I don't even know if we had anybody who turned it down. Like usually we find out, but you know, I don't think, I mean, there was, there, there's always a few, but I mean, it's rare that you turn down that tuition. And it's usually because of personal problems. It's not because of, um, 
the school itself. You know, it's because of you had issues in your personal life. You turned the school down and you didn't go to school or you switched. Right. You just didn't go to school. You switched uh, totally to something else um, right. versus people not going because they, you know, tuition was, a you know, was an issue. So at the under 50K mark, that is just that is just a deal. You go, you know, no matter where it is. If you're on the West Coast and the schools on the East Coast, you go and vice versa. Right. In my opinion, right. you know, it's, it's now it's three years because it's a doctorate's program. Um, but if you can find a CNA school that's 50K or less, that's a steal. Let's get into why is it worth it? You know, and people say different things. Obviously, we, we're keeping this conversation on solely on income, right? Um, mm-hmm. Why is it worth it for the income? You know, to, to give an example, I know... I know somebody, you know, a friend of a friend, I should say, um, paid off 250000 in school debt over two or three years. So what he did was he quit his job and he took contracts out of state, lived at home and paid off $250,000. I mean, it was amazing when I found out the story. I mean, wow. but, yeah, it's very committed, very, so very like quit impressive. So a high paying job, but realize he can go get more and decided to pay off his debt. So again, this is why I say it's worth worth it um, if you're willing to be flexible, if you're willing to go out there and, and get it. So even though, you know, we tell people to be flexible, you know, to go get the highest paying job, that is not really practical when you first start, right? When you first start, you have to build your skills, right? How long do you right. think it takes, you know, to be comfortable enough to be like, okay, I got it. I can go out there and, and, you know, and see what else is out there. How long do you think? I would say minimum, minimum six months, but realistically like one to two years. And it really depends on what your first job is and your, your own personal like rate of development. So some people pick up things pretty quickly, have that comfort level pretty quickly. Um, but if you go somewhere where you're doing a lot and you're learning very quickly, then you can, and you have a, a great, uh, school that you attended had great rotations and you can kind of get through that learning curve pretty quickly. But if, if your school didn't have that, that creative clinical rotations and then you end up working somewhere where your role's kind of limited and you're not only getting certain types of cases, then it can take a little longer, like one to two years. And then you, you might have to, you might have to work at different places to get that, the variety of experience that you're going to need to really make yourself more credible for, for any types of jobs. Yeah, I think, you know, I agree in, um, in many ways, you know, I think people get caught up on the income, the income, the income, Um, you're going to have to spend some time paying your dues, not everybody, though, some people come out and they're ready. You know, there's a few, there's a few who come out and they're ready, they're ready to go into that market or different markets and just learn and excel at a, you know, at a faster rate than others. There's people that take six months, people that take two years. But, you know, there definitely is a period of learning. So I, you know, I always tell people don't get caught up in the beginning about all how much, how much, how much I'm going to make learn first, you know, build your practice, build your skills. Once you do that, then you can go out and say, okay, I can look at all the offers, you know, because they're always going to be there, you know, they're there, you know, as long as you're going to be flexible, you learned, you learn, you got your skill set, you got your experience. And if you're willing to move around, I mean, there's offers coming at you every day. You have to build it first before you go out there and say, I'm going to go to, you know, take that and I'm going to go run, you know, CRNAs make so much to stand a third. And that's, 
you know, you got to be careful because at the end of the day, your license is everything, you know? Right. Right. Justin, I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I just wanted to get it out there on is CRNA school still worth the debt. Uh, we both agreed it is. Uh, and we both agree it's worth it at 150, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, 150. <laughs> it's worth it at 150. Yeah. But I agree differently in the sense that I, for most people, I tell them no. Like, it's it's weird. I agree, but then I don't agree. You agree, but you, you agree in the sense that it's worth it, but, you know, pay it off. But you would tell somebody yes. I would tell somebody no. <laughs> right? Is that right? Yeah, no, I would, I would tell, I would say most people, most, again, it's individual situations, everybody's situation is a little different, but um, I would tell most people, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm telling most people no, (laughs) but I I appreciate it. I'm sure we'll get on this topic again. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, glad to be here. Hopefully it was helpful. Thanks for having me.